Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. And this podcast is for you if you want to be a better speaker, facilitator, presenter or trainer. It's full of practical tools, tips and techniques to help you be better. This podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. In this podcast, I want to talk all about how you should, should you, could you, would you use music in your uh, events. Now, this is really applicable to facilitations and workshops and training events you might be running, but it also absolutely fits into speaking or conference events. So I want to run through some of what I've noticed with using music and where it works and where it maybe doesn't work quite as well. And... um, I give you some, some some ideas and some thoughts about this, uh, what to do and where you might use it. Now, I, I'm running this podcast because over the years, I've noticed that many, many, many people just don't use music at all in facilitation or workshop sessions. And I've noticed that um, a lot of speakers and in conferences, particularly where music is used, it's 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 kind of shoehorned in last minute. Uh, and often the AV company or AV team have been brought in to, to run uh, the sound or the AV for the, the, the conference are, are doing some music but with no real direction or ideas. So they use it and it's all very competent but it could be better. So that's what I'm going to run through in this podcast. Uh, quite a short podcast I think but um, I'm hoping it will be of good use for you. Before we get into this, uh, let's look. <coughs> excuse me. Let's look at the legals associated with using music. You are, of course, playing music publicly. So, depending on where you're listening and where you're planning on running your event or where you're you're speaking, um, if you're working with other people um, as a speaker within a conference, then we we might assume that all of this is taken care of. In which case, uh, it's some of the ideas that I'm going to share with you that, that will be of most relevance. If you're putting the conference or the event together yourself, or if you're running some sessions or some facilitation or workshops yourself, then it's worth just checking on the legals. Now, depending on where you are, um, most often I work in the UK, but I have worked elsewhere. Um, the, the basic rules within the UK, most of the places that you speak are going to be covered with Uh, the license is required to play music publicly. So if you are speaking um, in a a purpose-built venue in somewhere that uh, often has events or sessions, it's probably a reasonable assumption that licenses are in place. You might, of course, want to check that for yourself. Uh, There are, of course, occasions where you are going to be speaking at somewhere where there is no license in place. I can tell you that in the UK, uh, a license to cover you for a year to to play music at this sort of uh, situation is available for a nominal fee. Um, It's a really easy process to get and uh, it it will ensure you stay on the right side of the law. So it is worth checking that before you get into using music. But let's get now into how and where you can use use music and should you use music? Is it a bit cheesy? Um, It can be, yeah and uh, what sort of music should you use? Well, the, the first statement is, uh, I'm going to go with absolutely, music is brilliant. Um, I, I found it really, really helps the process. I think it really helps and is appreciated by an audience, uh, whether they are delegates or learners or conference attendees. 
um, and it really adds an extra dimension that if you've never really thought about it, you will see the difference when you see somebody work with music versus somebody not using music. Now, the first one, uh, let's start at the obvious point, is should you, if you're a speaker, walk on to music? Or if you're the first person up, if you're the, um, the, the person running the session, the MC or the conference, should you walk on to music? In fact, should there be music for the delegates as they arrive? And yes, there should. Um, my, my, my view really is this is all about the feeling. And what I mean by that is a lot of organisations, I think, tie themselves up into knots as to what bit of music they should use. Now, it's worth bearing in mind that your personal style of music, whatever you particularly like, may or may not be suitable for your audience. But my honest view is something that is diverse, a range of different types of music, a range of different approaches and styles is really, really welcome. And um, it, it, it absolutely adds something. If you have music playing when delegates first arrive, it just feels different from walking into an absolutely silent room. And particularly if you think about the first few arrivals, sometimes people arrive really early for these things. And unless they're all allowed to walk in at the same time, and in that case, you can have the music queued up. Uh, I believe it's a real uh, a value add to, to have something playing. It just fills some of that dead space. Uh, and actually, that dead space is a, is a concept I'll come back to a couple of times. It allows... Uh, an audience to walk in and feel that something's already happening. They're in the right place, you're ready for them, and this is going to be good. It feels prepared already. I think it's really important to, to find that, that range of music, uh, and also how you use volume is, is important. So if you allow delegates to start to arrive, say, half an hour before the event is due to start, you can have something playing on in the background. But as you get closer to the start time, just start nudging the music up. So when I speak at open conferences, often the delegates are able to get into the area 10, 15 minutes ahead of when I'm due to start. So I will give instructions to the AV person. I want you to bring music on. So the moment we're into my time slot, allow music to start playing. And just the, the instruction I give to the AV person is to bring it in under the level of whatever background noise there is. So as there's four or five people in there talking, then there's a bit of music. So if they all went quiet, they could hear it quite comfortably, but it's there in the background. And as more people arrive, as it gets louder and more people are talking, as a perhaps a bit more excitement, you allow the music to build up underneath what's going on. So that, I think, really, really helps prepare a space, prepare an audience and to a certain extent, prepare you for your start. I personally don't really like music to walk on to, um, and that's in part because of my particular style of speaking. Um, I actually start often before I start. It's difficult to explain what I mean by that, but I will will frequently um, begin in the room talking to one or two of the delegates and again, in the same way that I've got the music slowly nudging up, I'll also have my personal microphone slightly nudged up as I go. So it gradually allows the audience to realise that this, this session is starting. 
if I'm being introduced, if I'm being brought on, um, if there's somebody immediately before me, I want to burst straight on, no music, get started. But a lot of people do walk on to music, and if you're going to do that, my proposal is you want to have uh, almost a theme tune. You have the same piece of music, and that piece of music's got to say, here we go, this is it, we're starting, it's upbeat, you're going to get some value out of this. Uh, it announces your arrival. And whatever that type of music is that suits you is is absolutely fine. So if you want to walk onto something that is drifty and panpipes and and ambient and quiet, that's brilliant. If you want to walk onto hard rock, that's fine too. If rap is your thing, great. Whatever it is that's going to suit you and your message and your style. As we move into uh, the session itself, when you're running a facilitation or a workshop, um, I, I think music is one of the best things to say, I'm now finishing speaking and I want you, the audience, to do this activity or to start this discussion or break into groups or to go and find a partner or whatever whatever your instruction is. So it's a great thing to be able to do. Here's the setup. Here's what I want you to do. Get started. You've got five minutes and then we'll, we'll see where we are. At that point when the music starts, it's a... Uh, it's a further cementing and, and frankly anchoring that you now start doing work audience i finished speaking the music helps fill that and i refer to dead space already so it fills that gap it makes people less conscious of standing up and moving um that might sound strange but a, a lot of people are slightly uncomfortable about moving they're not too sure if they're allowed to just yet even though you've said please go and find somebody to work with a lot of people will look around to see what everyone else is doing if they're already in groups, you say, right, start discussing this idea or this proposition. Frequently, people don't want to be first to speak. Well, the music allows that gap to be filled, and it sends that very strong signal, you're okay, now you can work. Volume, again, is important, so it's at that just below the level of the room. You just give enough for people to get up and start moving. This music is less... Um, it's less in your face. This is more about something that's happening in the background to allow an audience to get started. Of course, the opposite of that is when you want the exercise to to end. So a colleague of mine, uh, he doesn't play music when he says get started, but he uses music to say the activity is now finished and I now need you back listening to me. So what he will do is he'll turn his music on and he'll turn it up and up and up to not quite deafening volumes but to a level where the audience pretty much can't hear themselves speak and that's his subtle signal not so subtle to allow them to come back to the room for him to go great we're all back let's pick up where we just left off um, part of this is all about coding your audience for what they should be doing at what time so you can use music so when an audience is at a, at a break for example you put music on and pretty quickly, over a day, for example, an audience will know when they hear the music, they've got to come back to the room. There's a, there's a change in state. So both starting an exercise and closing an exercise are a great way to, to announce that. Um, to the extent that, in a very short time, you can get to a point where you put music on and an audience knows to come back to its seats and switch on and pay attention. So that's a great way to get all of that working. You've also got to think in terms of closing the uh, the whole process. So 
What I find is really nice at the end of a session, now whether this is a conference, um, just a short speech, or a, a whole day, two days facilitation, this is the time when you want to send your audience upbeat, excited, pleased, um, and from my perspective, crucially, ready to do something. So I want something now that, that again, encapsulates, right, get going, this is it, you can do it, have confidence. Uh, this is the time to to put into practice what you've been learning. Very often at the end of a session, uh, if it's a conference, you, you might have said your your wrap up words, which are designed to get your audience to that that very positive state. If it's a, a longer session, you might have got some feedback from everyone in the audience, and again, that should be positive and, and upbeat. Um, it might be uh, more of a, a meeting where again you've you've started to bring together all the various strands of what you've been talking about. But now we're closing this and we're moving on, we're leaving this space and we're going to go back to our work, to our lives and we're going to put into practice what we've been talking about. So it's kind of the opposite of let's get started in the session. It's now let's get going, let's let's move, let's, let's lift this up. Now, the only real way to find this is to experiment with different, different bits of music. Uh, I remember a friend of mine was... Uh, experimenting with various walk-on tunes and he, he found a piece of music that looked great when he saw it on uh, a television advert but he put it on live for him for his uh, first entrance and discovered it had something like a 30 second intro before the the exciting bit that he knew really kicked off really you have to play with different tunes you'll find some are brilliant openers some are brilliant closers and then you you'll find a whole range of tunes that suit your style and your presentation there's a series of conferences or speeches, uh, a number of different speakers or activities, you'll find all sorts of different tunes that, that work for this. I think it's worth being careful of lyrics. Um, sometimes some songs have lyrics that you didn't really know about. So without getting yourself tied into knots about the exact meaning of every song, it's worth just having one thought about that at least, just to make sure that you're not putting on something that is... Um, uh, gets people giggling for all the wrong reasons, for example. Now, final thing, this is a short podcast, as I said. Um, I've had fun over the years with some of the conference tunes that some organisations have used. And I think there are some bits of music that are just so overused that if you use them yourself, you are going to be bringing all of the baggage that you don't want. So the starting example I always reference here, uh, and of course it comes from the Ricky Gervais character, David Brent, uh, nearly 20 years ago now in the office, when he did his conference speech, and at the end he played Simply the Best by Tina Turner. Now, fabulous tune, fabulous artist. The problem is, if you're going to play Simply the Best, it's always linked in people's brains with that little clip of film. If you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. It's very, very funny. Um, <clears throat> I think there are other bits of music that people have used over the years. So, for example, um, the Queen song, We Are The Champions. It, it feels, when you're planning it, like it's all very motivational. The problem is, great piece of music but an amazing band, but overused. Um, M people have done <laughs> done two tunes. Hero, what have you done lately to make you feel proud and search for the hero within? Uh, lovely tunes, but overused. So my final little piece of advice, I guess, might be just 
have a little bit of a sense check, find something a bit different, a bit original, something that, that does all of the different thoughts and feelings. A lot of this is about feeling and, and how you want your audience to feel and, and almost how you want you as a speaker to feel uh, during and before and after the event. So that's it. That's my podcast all about using music. Um, I hope that's of help to you and I look forward to hearing some of your comments, your questions and your observations. Send me a message, send me uh, a little link on um, LinkedIn. You can find me Graham David, then the number one, Graham David one on LinkedIn or uh, just look me up on this podcast. Hope that helps. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Be A Better Speaker. If you'd like to help me to keep making these podcasts for you, please consider subscribing right now. Leave a rating or leave a couple of words of encouragement. Be great to hear your reviews. My name's Graham David, expert speaker, and this podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk.